Hebrews chapter 1, please. Hebrews chapter 1. The word of the Lord declares, beginning at verse 1. God, who at sundry times and in divers manners spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person, and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high, being made so much better than the angels, as he hath by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. I want you to say after me, by inheritance, by inheritance. Jesus, obtained Jesus obtained a more excellent name. The Word of God has much to say about the name Jesus. The Word of God declares, by inheritance, He obtained that more excellent name. More excellent than any name in heaven, earth, or under the earth. More excellent than any name today and forever. If we believers know what God invested in that name, it would change our lives. If we only would know the power invested in that name, it would change and, and affect and empower our Christianity. If we only knew what is ours through that name, not one of us would ever be defeated on a single score. And the reason some believers today are not living in that full potential of power is because they lack the knowledge of the power that the name of the Lord contains. The Word of God clearly states, being made so much better than the angels, as he hath by inheritance obtained a more excellent name. How did he obtain it? Turn with me to Philippians chapter 2. The Word of God clearly states in Philippians 2 that God gave him a name above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow of things in heaven and the earth and under the earth. And every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. In Philippians 2, beginning at verse 5, Let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, and took upon him the form of a servant, was made in the likeness of men, and being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself, and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Here we see the Son of the living God, equal with God the Father, disrobing himself and becoming man, taking upon himself the form of flesh, and now he becomes our sin on that cross and takes our place. He who held the highest position is now holding the lowest. He who is the highest became the lowest. And so Paul declared he fills all in all. He who is the Son of God became the Son of Man. He who is righteousness became sin. He who is health became sickness. He who is light became darkness. He who is became so you and I can be transformed. Jesus Christ is 
yet he became that you might become. And wherefore God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name. That at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. That every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. The word of God declares he obtained a more excellent name. More excellent than the angels in Hebrews 1. More excellent than any name in heaven or earth or under the earth. No other name is as that name Jesus. And God invested all that he is into his son. And Jesus the son has invested all that he is into his name. You must understand the power that is in that name. That name represents the Godhead. When you speak Jesus, the Godhead shows up on the scene. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Wherefore God hath highly exalted him and given him a name above every name. Say a name above every name. Lift your hands and say the name above every name. So much so, saints, that the Bible says, one day when that name is mentioned, every knee will bow in heaven, on the earth, and under the earth. And every tongue, every tongue, every tongue, every angel, every human, every tongue will confess, Jesus Christ is Lord. Now, you and I need to understand there is mighty power, mighty power in that name. The word in Philippians 2 clearly states that the name of Jesus is higher than any other. In Hebrews 1, higher than the angels. His name, more excellent than the angels. Philippians 2, more excellent than any name of any human being in heaven, earth, and under the earth. Ephesians chapter 1, Paul the apostle prays this prayer. Beginning at verse 17. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that ye may know what is the hope of His calling. And what, is, and, and what is the riches of the glory of His inheritance in the saints. And what is the exceeding greatness of His power to us word who believe, according to the working of His mighty power which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principalities and power and might and dominion. And now notice, and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. The name of Jesus is more excellent than any angel's name any human's name, and any name of anyone who is in the world to come. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. And gave him a name, the Bible says. A higher name than every name that is named, not only in this world. Philippians 2 talks about this world. But Ephesians 1 talks about the world to come. So we said that there is power in that name. Not only today. But forever. One of these days, every name will be forgotten. 
but one will never be forgotten. The name Jesus. Now, you say, well, I have known that. Saints, it's not enough to know it. You must realize something here that is incredible. Jesus Christ has invested all that he is into his name. God the Father invested all that he is into that name. The Holy Ghost has invested all that he is into that name. And Jesus Christ has given that name to you. Our minds cannot comprehend it. In fact, most believers are not living in it. We've seen here and there the power of it. But we have not lived in the fullness of that power. In His name we've seen the sick healed. In His name we've seen the oppressed set free. But do you know that God Almighty is raising an army today that is going to walk in the power of that name 24 hours a day? Now say after me, the name of Jesus, name of Jesus. is mine. mine. You've got to ask yourself, for what reason, for what purpose, did God invest His power into that name? What, is, what are the benefits? What is the purpose that God has placed all His power into that name? That the Son, all His power into that name? The Holy Ghost, all His power into that Why? Listen to this very carefully. For the benefit of the church. God does not need his name in heaven to use it. You'll never see in the old covenant Moses saying in the, in the name of Jehovah come out. Or in the name of Jehovah do this. Jesus himself never once said in my name come out. He just said come out. But when the church was born, he said, I give you my name. I give you my place. I give you all that I am. It's in that name. No saint in the old covenant had the privilege we have to use the name of Jesus. The apostles discovered the power in that name. And came back rejoicing and said, Lord, in thy name, demons are subject unto us. And even that, he said, don't rejoice in that fact. Rejoice in the, in the fact you are mine. Your names are written in the Lamb's book of life. Isn't it amazing what Jesus said there? Don't rejoice that the power of my name is yours. Rejoice in the fact you are mine. Because you are mine, that name is yours. It's not the other way around. When you say his name is mine, it's because you are his. But Paul the Apostle prays this prayer and says that the God of our Father, that the God of our Lord should open your eyes that you might see and understand what, what belongs to you. The power. That is yours as a believer. And then he declares 
which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead. And gave him a name. Jesus today has willed that you have the right to use that name against your enemies, against sickness, disease, hell and the grave, literally. You know, I've always said, uh, and I'm going to say it, I'm going to say it again, the devil's success is dependent on our ignorance. When, he, when you don't know who you are, when you do not know your position, when you do not know what rights you have as a believer, you will be defeated. But if you know who you are, and you know your position in Christ, and you know your kingdom rights on earth, you'll never be defeated. If you and I should fight for our kingdom rights, as your average U.S. citizen will shake the world. The reason we don't have the power is because we don't stand up for our rights. We don't say, devil, you cannot do that. You see, the devil knows your rights. But he'll, 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 he'll attack you when you don't know your rights. Let the redeemed of the Lord. Exactly. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Jesus did not cast out demons by his thoughts. He cast them by his word. Sickness did not flee till Jesus spoke the word. Demons did not flee till he spoke the word. You must speak the word. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. When the devil comes to attack you, you say, in Jesus' name, you cannot. When he oppresses you, in Jesus' name, you will not. When sickness strikes your body, in Jesus' name, I will not permit it. Stand up for your rights as a believer. You must. Because if you don't, you will be defeated. Victory belongs to the conquerors, not to the cowards. You must stand up in that position. That's why Paul said, stand therefore. He didn't say sit. Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with, with truth. Having on the breastplate of righteousness. The helmet of salvation. You've got to do it. God will not clothe you. You have to clothe yourself with the armor. Believers, do you want to be victorious against the devil? Do you want to win over your enemies? You can if you want. Darkness has invaded mighty territories in the world today. But you are the light of the world. And if you're hiding, the world will not see that light. The light is in you. If you will not show up to that dark place, they will not see the light. Say after me, I am the light of the world. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Now what did Jesus always say? Let your light what? 
Well, how do you let it shine? Not by hiding and being a coward. It shines as you come forth and say, In Jesus' mighty name. But you see, you cannot let your light shine if you don't keep that light lit. And how do you do that? Through prayer. When you pray, that light stays on. When you pray, it gets brighter in you and then through you. In Matthew 28, verse 18, Jesus said, All authority has been given unto me. All authority. After the resurrection, he came back to earth and said, All power is mine. In, in the book of the Revelations, he said, I am the Alpha. I am the Omega. I am the beginning. I am the end. I have the keys of hell and death. And what happened? Jesus rose from the dead. Mary Magdalene came to touch him. He said, touch me not. I have not yet ascended to my father, your father, my God, your God. That was Sunday morning. And Sunday night... He came back to Jerusalem, met his disciples and said, peace be unto you. And then declared, all power has been given unto me. And in that same promise, he said, now go ye. Take my name. In my name, in Mark 16, he said, in my name, cast out devils. In my name, lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. In my name, if you drink any deadly thing, it shall not touch you or harm you. No serpent, no scorpion, no harm will come to you. Why? Because now you have my name. The name of Jesus. What is that name, saints? What is that name? Do you know? No other religious man ever said, take my name. Only one said, take my name. That's the son of the living God. And today, when you use that name, there is power. Demons flee when you say in the name of Jesus. Sickness flees when you say in the name of Jesus. Darkness goes when you say in Jesus' name. Why? There is power in that name. God invested power in that name. Above every name, his name is. What's his name again, saints? Jesus. What's his name again, saints? Jesus. The angel said, Thou shalt call him Jesus, for he shall save his people. Because the very name Jesus speaks salvation. To the, to the, to the sick, if they only knew what that name meant, they, they, they'd be healed. Because that name means deliverance. This message is continued on side two. The oppressed... They only knew what that name meant. They'd be set free. Because it means deliverance. Hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. So Jesus comes. Says all power is mine. He gives it to you and I. Jesus is not in heaven saying. Father in my name I pray. There's not one mention in the Bible. That Jesus prays in his own name in heaven. But says to you, ask in my 
name. And if you ask in my name, I will do it. Now, it's in the word of God. Turn to John 14. Come on. Turn to John 14. The name is ours. Ours in prayer. Your prayer life will be transformed if you know the power that is in that name that you can use. Am I getting through to somebody here? Yes. You see, I want you to understand a life-changing truth. That the name of Jesus is almighty, all-omnipotent. His name is as omnipotent as he. I, I think I better say that again. Jesus Christ is all-powerful. He is omnipotent. So is his name. The word in my name is in my stead. That's what it means. In my position, in my office. Go in my stead. Go in my name. Go in my office. Go in my authority and speak to demons and they'll leave. Speak to sickness and it will go. That's what he said. They that believe in my name shall. That's what he said. But the word of God goes on to declare that that mighty name is ours in prayer. No angel in heaven will ever be able to pray and say, Father, in Jesus' name. Nor have they, nor can they. Jesus himself does not use his own name. It, it, the power invested in that name was for your benefit. You, not anything else, not anyone else. And when, when, when you say in Jesus' name, you're professing the part in that name. In Hebrews chapter 3, the Bible clearly states we are to confess that name. And when we confess that name, the same scripture says that he is our high priest. In other words, the second you say in Jesus' name, Jesus Christ takes your place in, in, in glory, in prayer at that moment. It's like this. You're on earth saying, Father, in Jesus' name. Jesus takes your place in glory and starts praying for you. And begins to intercede for you and becomes your high priest in action. So when you use his name, you activate the Son of God in heaven. Prayer begins to be lifted up to God on your behalf. He's the high priest of our confession. Get that. He's the high priest of our what? He's the high priest of our what? In other words, if you're not praying, he's not praying. Your prayer on earth moves him in heaven to pray for you, to intercede for you. If you only realize the power that is in that name which is yours. The Lord said in John 14, 13, Jesus said, And whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Watch, the minute you pray in Jesus' name, not only will he do it, but the Father as a result is glorified because of Jesus doing what you ask for. And every time the Father is glorified, Satan is defeated. Every time Jesus is lifted, the devil is crushed. And then he went on to say in John 16, verse 24, 
another most powerful promise when he declared, Hitherto have ye asked nothing in my name, ask and ye shall receive, that your joy might be full. Never approach the Father without the name of Jesus. That name gives you the audience you need. That name brings the answer you're looking for. Father, in Jesus' name I come. Father, in Jesus' name I ask. Jesus declared it. Hitherto you've asked nothing in my name. That's what some of you are like right here. You've asked nothing in his name. You've just begged and cried and pleaded and nothing has happened. Ask it in his name. Paul the Apostle commanded that we do everything in that name. Everything. Turn to Colossians 3. Look at verse 17. Everything you and I do must be done in that name. Nothing. Nothing on earth that you do as a Christian should be done separately and apart from the name of Jesus. All that you do, do in that name. Everything. Colossians 3.17 declares a powerful declaration. Again, listen carefully as Paul writes and says, And whatsoever ye do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. Whatever you do, in word, in deed, in action, let that name be your covering. Whatever you do. Most people, all they do is pray in that name. But there's much more you do in that name. Much more through that name that belongs to you. That's why Paul said, the eyes of your understanding be enlightened that he may see the hope of that calling and the riches that belong to you and the power that's yours and the name that belongs to you. Look what else Paul the Apostle declared in Ephesians 5.20. Giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father. How? In the name of our Lord Jesus. When you give thanks, you give it in Jesus' name. But no, no. Oh, what does it mean? Look at me. When you say thank you, Father, and you do it in Jesus' name, you're doing it in Jesus' stead. You are standing in his place on earth as he stands in your place in heaven. Don't you understand? You are one with him. You've got to write this down because this will help you. Just write it down. Come on. I'm going I'm to just, just quickly. The word of God declares in 1 Corinthians 6, 17, we are one in spirit with him. He that is joined to the Lord is one spirit. Say after me, I am one spirit with him. Say it. Say, I am one spirit with him. Now, now I'll go through this again, but let me just give, just give them to you. We are one spirit with him. And then Ephesians 5.30 says, we are bone of his bone, flesh of his flesh. We are his body. We are partakers of Christ in seven revelations, which means in his fullness. Number one. We are partakers of Christ. Hebrews 3.14. Hebrews 3.14 says, we, have, we are partakers of Christ. Hebrews 12.10, we are partakers of His holiness. I'll go through this again and I'll explain in just a second. 2 Peter 1.4, we are partakers of His divine nature. John 
17:22, partakers of his glory. I'll go through them again if you miss them. Luke 10:19, partakers of his power. 1 Peter 4:13, partakers of his suffering. And finally, Revelations 1:6, partakers of his kingship. Seven revelations of Christ that we partake of. Number one, of Christ, Hebrews 3:14. Number two, his holiness, Hebrews 12:10. Number three, his divine nature, 2 Peter 1:4. Number four, his glory, John 17, 22. Number five, his power, Luke 10, 19. I give unto you power, he said. Partakers of his suffering, 1 Peter 4, 13. And then finally, partakers of his kingship, Revelations 1, 6. He hath made us unto God kings and priests. We have partaken of Christ. We have partaken of Christ. Saints, I want you to see something that is so life-changing, so amazing, it will change your life if you only allow the Holy Ghost to show it to you. Jesus said, Father, I will that they whom thou hast given me be with me what I am. They might see my glory. In that same chapter, he said, I in them, thou in me, that we may be perfect in one. Oneness beyond oneness. Jesus in us, the Father in him. The word of God declares the Godhead, the fullness of it dwells bodily in Christ Jesus. But Jesus went further to say, I in them, thou in me. The thou in me part is the Godhead fullness in Christ. But watch, the Godhead is in Christ, but Christ is in us. We are one spirit with him. Bone of his bone, flesh of his flesh. So when you say in Jesus' name, when you give thanks in Jesus' name, Heaven will obey and respond and back you up. Why? Because you are speaking on his behalf, backed up by his command, and heaven will obey when you speak. Now, saints, please listen. If heaven obeys when you speak, how much more hell? If heaven responds when you speak, how much more the underworld? If the Father will do all you ask, whatsoever you shall ask, whatsoever you shall ask in, in my name, that will I, will I do, John 14 said. And then the Father might be glorified. Whatsoever. Say after me, whatsoever. whatsoever. Say it again. Whatsoever. Do you believe it? Yes. Then do it. And persistent in it. You say, well, God sometimes delays. Exactly. You know why he delays? Because you're too alive. He waits till you die before he answers. I'm going to say it again. 
The reason God does not answer prayer when you want him to is because God never answers the prayer of the living. He answers the prayer of the dead. Get that. You say, what do you mean? What are you talking about? You got to understand, the flesh profits nothing. No flesh shall glory in his presence. When you come and say, Father, but you are so alive. Your abilities are there. You can do it yourself. Heaven will not respond. But when you come to the place and you're dead, and he becomes El Shaddai, then the answer will come. God does not answer the prayers of the living, meaning alive in themselves. But he answers the prayer of the dead, meaning dead unto self and alive unto God. God doesn't anoint the living. He only anoints the dead. Jesus said, take up your cross and follow me. You've got to be dead to the flesh, to self, to your own pleasures, to your own desires. And when you are dead, then he becomes alive. What did Paul say? I am what? Crucified with Christ. Right? But who is living in me? Christ, by his own faith. Now, when you reach that place where you are crucified, when you are dead, when everything about you and your flesh and your strength and your, your abilities is gone, when you're not saying, I am my own strength, but you're saying, the Lord is my strength. When you get to that place, he'll answer that prayer. I don't know if, if, if everybody here has caught this. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Poor in, in spirit means you have nothing of your own. You're poor in spirit. You have nothing that belongs to you. All that you have is from God. Say, sorry, sorry, my faith. It's not your faith. It's his faith. It's my, it's, it's my, no, it's not your strength. It's his strength. The, if you say, my, 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 I, 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 you're going to get nothing from heaven. It's not I and my. It's what God gives you. Boy, I tell you, it takes a long time to learn this lesson. How difficult it is for us to just lay aside self so God can live and reign through us. So when you say in Jesus' name, that name is powerful only through the dead. If you're alive, the devil will say, Jesus, I know, Paul, who are you? I, I, I hope and pray to God you're grasping what I'm saying. Are you? Yes. See, if you're dead to self and you say in Jesus' name, you're, you're, you're not coming in your name because you have no name of your own. You're coming in Jesus' name. There's none of you in all of him. David Duplessis used to say, I'm a zero. And he is one. And together, we make ten. The word Christian, he said, you can look at that word Christian. Christ, then I am. I am nothing. That's a true Christian. Christian is Christ and I am. I am nothing. Jesus said, without me, you can do Nothing. All right. A true Christian is a dead Christian. Living unto God, but dead unto self is what I'm talking about. So don't go on and say, well, he said, no, no. You better say everything I'm saying. God answers the prayer of the dead. Dead to self, the flesh, their abilities, their desires. They have none of self and all of thee. I surrender all. That's exactly what, what, it, what it's talking about. When you die to self and live unto God and say in Jesus' name, heaven says, yes! Because you have come in Jesus' name. So when Paul said, give thanks in Jesus' name, 
He's saying, give thanks, not in yourself, in your abilities, in your strength, but give it in Jesus' name, alive unto God, filled with God, clothed with Christ, wrapped up in Him, and He wrapped up in you. But look at Hebrews 13, 15. Another thing the Bible says, in Jesus' name we must do. Hebrews 13, 15. By Him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is, the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to His name. Giving thanks to His name. The word to His name means for His name. We give thanks for that name. We give praise for that name. And then James 5.14. When you pray for the sick, you pray in that name. Anointing them in the name of the Lord. James 5.14. You know, when we gather together, even there we ought to do it in His name. Matthew 18.20. When you come together in my name. Or two or three are there in my name. There am I in the midst. We must come in His name. Not in our own. Not in our strength and our abilities. No, in His name. Remember, where He is, He is and we are not. Say, when, say after me, where He is. I am not. Do you know what that means? That, that, that means He is my everything. He is my all. He is my everything, both great and small. He gave his life for me, made everything new. He is my everything. Yeah, yeah, that's it. He becomes everything to you. You become nothing to yourself. So today we must come in his name. Oh, this is wonderful. It's an old song, Take the Name of Jesus. Play it for us. But the thing is this, saints. When His name is there, it's on your lips. It's in your mind, in your heart, your soul, your being. It's Jesus. 